Welcome to another edition of the eSpot with Camille. The eSpot is your location for the latest in entertainment, beauty, and design from the people who make it. Thanks for joining. Well, hello, everyone. Happy Earth Day. Happy Friday. We have made it to the weekend. And to celebrate, I brought not just one guest, but two guests. So I can't wait for you to meet them without further ado. I'm just going to go ahead and bring them up so we can introduce them themselves as well. I have Toyin from Outdoorsy Black Woman and then Claudia Bennett from... She's an RV, well, camper traveler, excuse me. <laughs> so they're going to share a little tips, a little information about the outdoorsy life because your girl right here is completely out of the loop on this. So <laughs> I'm going to learn a little bit more from them because I have to say, like, maybe a lot of people out there are interested in RV life, camper, all of that, just an easy way to travel and meet all the virtual friends you might have met through virtual networking and so on. So let's let without further ado um we'll start with Toyan. share a little bit of how you got started and what made you start outdoorsy black woman awesome hi everybody happy earth day um thank you for having me on the show so for me my journey kind of started with loving the idea of going tiny i i feel like i've been wanting to go tiny for a while um I, maybe even a decade at least a decade at this point um so my initial first run was to buy a camper van. I bought a class B camper van, which was a 1984 Chevy Horizon. And I spent a year um, renovating it. And then I made sure it was like mechanically sound. And um, when it came time to go get my solar, it broke down. And this was about four or five years ago. And I'm like, oh God. Okay. So I just realized the timing back then wasn't, it wasn't the right time to be out there. And um, so I never lost the passion to want to be a nomad. Um, when the pandemic hit in 2020, I realized like life is just too short to keep on pushing things back. And I remembered what it was like to be in 2019 and think, you know, we had everything ahead of us. Like I know some people were in 2019 thinking, man, I'm just going to travel and everything was shut down. Right. So I'm like, all right, this is the time to really make those changes in your life and live life the way that you want to. So in 2020, uh, July of 2020, I went ahead and decided, I told my friends and my family, I'm like, I'm going to go buy an RV. And I ordered my RV because my lease wasn't going to be up until February of 2021. But that gave me time to make the necessary changes uh, to changing into full-time RV lifestyle. So I sold a lot of my stuff, gave a lot of my things away. I had time to save and I put in the order for the RV and it was delivered on the day that I moved out of my apartment. So February 22nd of 2021, I ended my, my lease was over and I moved into my travel trailer. And now I've been living a full-time RV life for over a year now. Wow. That's I mean, that's a big leap of faith right there to just, because have you gone RVing before? Had you had any experience with RV life before? So that's the funny part is no, I had not had any RV um, experience, but I've been, um, I guess, researching and really excited about the van life and nomadic community for such a long time that I felt like 
I had done the research to understand it. And I feel like I'm a fast learner and quick on my feet. So it was just kind of like, there's only so much research you can do at a certain point, you're going to have to jump in. And um, with me starting my full-time journey, that was where, you know, seeking other Black women who are in the camping community or the van life community, nomad community uh, came into play because I knew I was going to be traveling um, all over the country. That's my goal is to continue to travel all over the country. And I knew that I wanted that community because I'm personally, I'm, I'm an extroverted introvert or ambivert as some people say. So I'm good with being by myself a lot, but you still need that human connection and you still need that community. And, you know, during that time, I want to say like 2020, you know, the election was going on. So a lot more people were really terrified and black people kept asking in groups, like, where's a safe place, place to go camping? Or, um, is this campground, uh, you know, black people friendly and I even women friendly for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I noticed women friendly and I noticed that coming up a lot in, um, the mixed groups where whether it was like men and women and then also just the women's van life groups or women's rv groups and so i started seeing like black women asking this question and they were getting gaslit so Mm. um i recognized that the more i saw it i think i saw it about three times before i was just like obviously we need a space to be able to ask those questions and to feel comfortable just talking about some of the different struggles we have in the nomadic community and the um, the camping community. So that's when I started Black Women Camp initially. That was kind of like the, the first uh, step to getting to outdoorsy Black women. And within three months. Oh, I don't know what happened, but I guess um, divine intervention. <laughs> Claudia, <laughs> speaking of travel nationally, you also were traveling around in 2020. So can you share your story about what made you get started? And I love that that you and your father um, converted a van, but I'll have you share it. (laughs) Yeah. So I graduated college in 2021 uh, and I decided to take a year off to travel. Um, Oh, she's back. (laughs) And so I decided to just get a, uh, an old van. It's a 1995 old GMC Vendura van. Yeah, be careful with that old word in 1995. No, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, I originally had wanted to travel internationally, but with COVID, it just seemed, it seemed like not like the restrictions were going to be a lot. So I decided mm-hmm. to just, I had followed a lot of van lifers and pe- nomad, people in the nomadic community online. And so I figured that I could do it. So I bought uh, the van and I gutted it. And the whole summer, me and my dad spent converting it into a camper. And then I spent the past nine months traveling around national parks, camping, uh, mostly in the Southwest and in California and took the van down to Mexico. So it's really been fun. Now, I want to ask, like, when you first decided to do the van, was there a reason why you decided to renovate your own van as opposed to buying an RV since um, Toyin does, she did the RV version. So just to get your side too. Yeah. So I, I guess two things. One, I'm really a big like DIY person and I like to build things. I like to create and I wanted it to be my own space. And uh, the other reason just is like, I think budget, I, I had money saved up to travel and I didn't want to spend all of it on the actual vehicle. 
and I knew I could get something cheaper that I could renovate myself using a lot of recycled materials and stuff like that and do all the labor myself with my dad. And so then I would have more money left um, to actually travel. So that those are mainly the reasons I chose to do it my to do it in the van instead of buying an RV or a camper. And I also wanted something small because I still wanted to be able to park at places and go in cities and visit friends and stuff. So I wanted to make manageable because it was just me. Um, just me and the dog. I brought my dog too. <laughs> now that's a very valid point. I didn't think about the parking fees that you could accrue with an RV. So Toyin, can you share a little bit about that? Like as far as budget wise, what is, I guess, cause you're doing it solo as well, unless you have a pet with you too. No. solo. No? <laughs> so what's budget wise, uh, is it for an RV for just one person? What does that run about? Um, so it's an interesting thing because of what Claudia said, and she made a really good point. I, I always tell people um, RV lifestyle or even nomad lifestyle. So whether you're doing van life or RV living, it's really based on how you want to live that life. Um, because just like you have some people who live in mansions and you have some people who live in townhouses, you got some people that live in sprinters and you got some people who do vintage vans. She called hers older for a 95. Mine was a 1984. And I was like, that was vintage. So um, <laughs> I think that's funny. But um, and I say that because a lot of times people think, OK, if you're going to do RV life, you're it's going to be cheap. And that's not always it just depends on what your lifestyle is like. Because, I mean, if you went down to Key West, you could spend fifteen hundred to three thousand on a month for a campground. Whereas if you were somewhere else, you might spend 600 for a month or it just depends on where you're going and how you want to do it. Then with some, and I'm sure Claudia is familiar with this, but some people boondock, which means that they don't um, go to campsites that have hookups. They're doing it completely in an open space. Um, on the West coast, there's a lot of BLM land, which is, public lands and people can park there for free uh, there you can be there for up to 14 days before you have to rotate and so there are different ways of living in the nomadic community um and then someone like me like i cook in my camper i have a two burner stove so are you going out to eat a lot are you a person that cooks i have a residential refrigerator size refrigerator and I yeah, had no, that. Sure some of the accommodations. Maybe that helps with figuring out the budget too, just to know the difference between what you can get in RVs. Cause yeah. I've gone in a few RVs, but it was years ago. And um, on set, they always use RVs for like the makeup trailer or location or even like the producers. Um, but it's, you know, it's made for offices. So it's not always made for people to sleep. But some of this, I remember when I worked on Dawson's Creek, actually, the sound and the DP, they had their own RVs that they that they brought so they got paid for it too and <laughs> as well because they weren't staying in hotels and but it was like totally pimp my rv out type Listen. situation so i'm can you share some of the things that you got in your van and why you got it and i mean not your van your rv and then i'll get to claudia get you to answer the same question awesome um so kind of like with claudia i wanted something more compact um mm -hmm. even though i have a travel trailer it's more compact in, I just didn't want it a, uh, want a huge RV because it was only going to be me towing it, right? Oh. So my camper is 16 feet um, in length without the tongue, which is the, the part where you would tow, attach it to 
your truck. Um, but I have a queen size bed in here. I have, you know, my own flat screen TV. <laughs> I do have a two burner stove. I have a shower, toilet, um, residential size refrigerator. I have a mini tub. And because I, I just got a little bougie AF, um, I bought myself a mini washer and dryer so that I can do my laundry in the RV and not have to go to laundry facilities unless it's for like my big sheets and stuff like that. Uh, the other thing is people always wonder, like, do you work? I'm like, yeah, I have to work. I still have bills, <laughs> but right. um, I work online. So, you know, I've been running Your Life After 25, which is my blogazine for 11 years now. And sometimes I also do teaching part-time like with contracts in the in usually in the fall winter when everything's like slowing down and um i use internet so like people are like okay well how do you have stable internet i'm sure claudia that was like a big question um for me whenever i'm parked in somewhere i actually have a router i have a router for the camper so it's just like being at home right all of my devices are hooked up to the router but when I'm like on the go, then I have a mobile hotspot. Perfect. All right. So Claudia, same question. What were some of the you had to have inside of your van and how were you able to navigate all of that? Um, so I don't have quite as many of the luxuries as Dwayne of mine because I just have the small van. But um, I'm, I do have a pretty big bed in the back. It's almost a queen, but not quite. It's just kind of like a a size I had to make to fit. Um, and then I've just got a two burner stove, which she does. I have a compressor fridge. So it's more like a chest style fridge. It's not quite as big. Um, and then I've got a sink with an electric water pump that runs through. I have a composting toilet. I don't have a shower inside. I was use, I used like a camp shower that you hang from the back outside when it was warm. And then otherwise I had a, a gym membership that I would shower at Planet Fitnesses around. Uh, shout out to Planet Fitness. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Planet Fitness. <laughs> sure. The nomadic That's community everywhere. going like yep. watch it. That's really Other than that, yeah. For power, I have my whole system was off grid, so I have solar panels that ran to a battery that powered everything inside: the lights, the fan, the fridge. Um, and then for internet, I also used a hotspot most of the time. A lot of times, um, I was in places that had pretty good Wi-Fi, but sometimes I was kind of off grid and there wasn't anything you could do about it, but I did have a, a hotspot that I used for internet. Well, I'm going to start with you with this one, Claudia, because I know from what you sent to me that you traveled through a lot of national parks and you went down some other places. Can you share what was some of your favorite places that you went and I guess even which place you would recommend people try first to, oh, yeah. based on their location, obviously, yeah, but from your sure. experience, what you thought was the best one. Yeah, um, so I did I did Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, California, and parts of Mexico. Um, I really I think the like Twain said, the Southwest is really and the West in general is really friendly for nomadic stuff because there's so much BLM land and so much free camping. So I rarely ever paid for a campsite because I didn't need to plug into power. Uh, but I would say my some of the best hiking that I did was in Arizona. I loved Sedona. Um, if you ever get a chance to go to Sedona, I would definitely recommend. And parts of New Mexico were really, really cool, too. I liked Taos a lot. And 
I think my favorite national park was White Sands National Park, which is in Southern New Mexico, almost on the line, the border. And it was just gorgeous. Um, I also did Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado, and I would definitely recommend that in the mountains. Just gorgeous views, gorgeous hiking. Um, those would probably be my favorites. For the National Parks, Rocky Mountain or White Sands. And then for hiking, Sedona had just probably the best hiking I've ever done. Well, you're saying places that have very different temperament. Was there a certain season you, you went to certain places, especially Colorado? Because I'm like, yeah. wait, that might not be so much fun to travel with during the snow and everything. Yeah, I did. Um, I did Colorado in the fall. So it was okay. actually it was pretty. The leaves, it was kind of on the verge of too cold. And then I went south. And then I was in New Mexico and Arizona for most of the winter. And then I did a little bit of Baja, Mexico in January, which was pretty fun. And then I was in California for the rest of the time uh, in the winter coming into spring. So, yeah, you definitely would have to be careful, especially with Colorado and parts in the cold, because I my van is insulated, but I didn't have a separate heating system in there. So I kind of planned to travel with the weather so that I wouldn't end up in cold places overnight. Great. So how about for you, Toyan? What's been some of your favorite places that you've traveled to? Um, man, I'm trying to think of. So in terms of state parks and or national parks, I'm actually wanting to do more of the national park circuit as I go. So I haven't really gone to the, I've gone to a lot of beaches because I love the yeah, ocean. <laughs> yeah, I love the ocean. So like, for me, I'm like, wherever there's a beach, I'd like to go there. Um, One of the goals that I have set for myself, it'll probably be next year, just based on the way my schedule's looking, is to go um, scuba diving in the Keys. Um, so I'm planning on getting my scuba, scuba certification. And each state that I go to, I'm kind of on a mission to uh, skydive in. So I'm set to skydive in Jacksonville. Um, Wait, Colorado. which Jacksonville? Jacksonville, Florida, sorry. So Jacksonville, Florida and Colorado Springs, Colorado later on this year and uh, Birmingham, Alabama. So I have some skydive jumps coming up, but I would just say like for me, just I love beaches. Uh, people talk a lot about Georgia, but they don't realize that like, I know Tybee Island's big, but I really love um, Jekyll Island because they have like, it's gorgeous and there's less people out there. So you, you got to see, I did a lot of tours and I did um, like, they have great kayaking out there. So I definitely plan on going to more, um, like I can't wait to get to the Grand Canyon. Um, I'm really looking forward to doing that. But when I go out there, I plan on going to their art. There's an RV park out there and there's a train that you can take from there to the Grand Canyon. So I plan on doing it that way. That's why I said like, I'm not, I'm not like, no, I like the excursions of it all. No, and I wanted to talk about that too, because Outdoorsy Woman is not just camping. It's also yeah, like yeah. Doing all these activities, like you mentioned, um, jumping from a perfectly good airplane. So what got uh, you yes, into I that? Love oh my God, I love it so much. It's like oh flying. I just got over um, my fear of heights and that's just like the banister of my house. Like I wouldn't even want to get close <laughs> to the edge of it. And I love flying. I love going on roller coasters, but something about if there's nothing locking me in, I'm not interested. So well, tell you me, have your, you have your harness and your, and your, I um, mean, but you're, you're yeah, <laughs> where the harness or the, the 
not trampoline <laughs> or the parachute. I can't think of it now. Parachute. Thank you. Um, doesn't open. So share a little bit how you got into that. Um, what made you decide to even take your first jump and what other like activities do you like doing on the road? Um, so for me, I, once I decided again, just going back to like the pandemic and life being too short, I was like, if I'm going to be out here, I want to do as much as I can do. And, you know, with starting Outdoors a Black Women, which is a social network for Black women, all Black women, um, it's kind of just understanding and changing the perception of what it means to be outdoorsy. Because I feel like a lot of times when Black people hear the word outdoorsy, they're like, oh, that's not me. And it's like, well, um, all of our cookouts. Like, I all saw the horseback in photos and I was like, right, oh, yeah. we're, we're outside. Like we're yeah. always doing outdoor things. We just don't realize that they are quote unquote outdoorsy. So whether you're gardening or, you know, skydiving, scuba diving, kayaking, um, going to the beach, just hanging out at the beach is, is an outdoor activity. So for me at this point, I want to do anything I can. Um, I'll tell you like the only thing that I'm a little nervous to even try and it's not on my list anytime soon is bungee jumping. And I know it seems, I know, but I, there's precedent for that. There's no uh, harness. Is that what it is? Prince of Bel-Air scarred me for life. Oh uh, yeah. That, the proposal. Yes, I just, I can't get past it. Like no. I not <laughs> once that, That's so, that. I mean, skydiving, I plan on doing more of that. I plan on scuba diving more. I'm going hang gliding soon. Oh, fun. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Lots of kayaking. And then with Outdoorsy Black Women, we have uh, Wine and Waterfalls Weekend coming up in on Mother's Day weekend. And we'll be doing a waterfall hike. We're doing vineyard tours, wine tastings. Um, so it's going to be a really fun glamp out, camp out for, you know, just different women in the community. It was also a good way for women who've never been camping before to kind of get their feet wet in a really, really fun way. So that sounds like a lot of fun, like a sorority of women just having fun or getting to know each other, camping together. Great, great thing to do if it's your first time camping as well. And the place you're going to is Helen, Georgia. And I've been there before and it's beautiful. It looks like a little Germany. And I used yeah. to live in Germany. So I was just like, oh, this is the cutest place ever. I didn't even know it existed. So they're in for a really great treat. Well, time that I went, it was a little too cold to um, go sightseeing because it was March, but it was like even some of the rivers were frozen over and there was like bear sightings and stuff because I was there um, filming for Cabela's and they had like, and they were like showing off their cooking and stuff. And so we were cooking food that was not edible, but it was attracting a lot of attention already. So I was like, no, I'm good. I, I'm good on the outdoors today. Um, so with Claudia, I want to know from you, like what have been some of the activities that you've tried or if there's anything new or things that you enjoy doing while you're out and about? Yeah, um, I do a lot of hiking, mainly because of the dog. I had to make sure she was getting enough exercise. So I did quite a bit of hiking um, in California and I did a trip to Costa Rica. I did some surfing. So when I lived in California, I did some surfing. That was really fun. I did zip lining um and some whitewater rafting i've done a little bit of horseback riding a little bit of everything but uh and i i'm also a beach person so once i got to the coast i was like waiting to get to the coast and once i got to the coast i was so happy to be at the beach and be able to swim and hike and just just be outside so yeah 
Now, um, with the dog element, is what are some of your recommendations for people with pets? Because obviously we all know you can't leave your animal in the car, <laughs> especially if it's really hot or maybe any conditions, because who knows if they'll start tearing things up if you're gone too yeah. long. So how did you navigate that side of things? Um, it was really just about making sure she had enough exercise every day and making sure she had what she needed. Um, and I was with her all the time. So most of the time it wasn't a problem. When I did leave her, I have a fan that runs um, that would circulate air through and I have window covers to make sure, but I wasn't anywhere super hot. But yeah, I would just say mainly make sure that your dog is getting enough exercise, that they're getting outside and that they're they're just happy and that you're not leaving them anywhere that's too hot or too cold. It's really just about temperature control, but and that you have a dog that likes to be outside. I have like an adventure dog, so <laughs> loved it. Yeah, I have a Maltese. He's... <laughs> Yeah, he's a lap dog for the most part. He likes to play catch, but even that's difficult for him. I don't know. Like, I don't know what's. Right. Why would I go catch things? I don't. He's very, very cute, but the book smart and the street smart. He missed that gene. Um, so I don't. I don't know because we've taken him on vacations before, but it was like hotels and we had um, a pet thing. I can't think of it now, but a little pet playpen for him and so on. But. When we would travel with my, um, when I was a kid, we had a Bouvier and a Cocker Spaniel, but we had them in um, those little like pet campers and in between. And we didn't really, I mean, we always stayed at hotels. So it was a, a lot different. So that's why I was like, wait, how did you do that with? And in the South, things aren't as pet friendly either because there's certain beaches that you're not even allowed to bring dogs because my daughter doesn't like to travel without him. So when we go on vacations, we try to find pet friendly areas where we stay very short. For that reason so we can hurry back home to him because he'll be with his grandma but um so i was just curious how you navigated that and uh, thank you for letting me know that indoor fan for the camper is important or one that runs continuously battery operated in that sense so you both have been doing this for a while now are there any tips you would suggest for people who are just getting started in camping or rving or even just wanting to get, add more outdoorsy activities to their life. Obviously they need to go to outdoorsy black women, excuse me, to check it out. But for those that may not qualify, <laughs> may not have the melanin for it, what other, uh, or the gender for it, what other places would you suggest or what other tips would you give for people just getting started? Um, so I think um, it's really important whether you're going to try to do a full-time uh, RV life or nomad life, or if you are going on, um, or you're gonna, you're wanting to be a weekender before you go out and buy an RV, I think it's a good idea to, to rent some and really visit a lot of, you know, dealerships and kind of get a feel for it before you just go out and buy one. Um, and the same goes for van life. If you're looking to do it, you can always rent a van, see how you even feel in the space before you kind of just jump into it. Um, the other thing is if you're going full-time, make sure that you have a plan for work-wise and a plan for how you wanna travel. Uh, save up money if you're planning on doing it for longer periods of time, just cause anything could come up. So you wanna have like a nice little nest egg. Um, as far as outdoor activities, I think my biggest advice with that is don't be afraid. You know what I mean? Don't be afraid to try new things. And if you are going to try something, make sure that you get a good education behind it and maybe try classes before you just go and jump in. So like 
with Outdoorsy Black Women, we're going to be working with REI at some point to get some classes done for our members. That way they're doing things in a safe way and um, they'll feel more confident knowing that there are professionals there to teach them. Oh, very good point. So with Claudia, I'm going to ask you, like, even with your dad, because I just imagine that he was very nervous about you going out and here he is helping you with it. Because What were some <laughs> of the tips you would like to share? Maybe even telling your parents, hey, I'm going to take a year off and just travel the world and maybe go to Costa Rica and Mexico and even like the international travel of it all with a van. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you had AAA, USA or all the <laughs> all the insurance. But what other tips would you give? Yeah, I would say safety is definitely important. Um, it was like a main concern of mine traveling by myself too. It's another reason I brought the dog because she's a big German Shepherd. So um, you want to make sure you're safe about what you're doing. You want to make sure you have backup plans and backup plans to your backup plan. So people had my location and I had AAA and I have weapons in the van in case of emergencies and that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I and there was different safety features I built into the van. So all of that, I think, and I second everything Twain said about making sure you try stuff out too before you just go buy a van. I had camped a lot. I knew a lot about the outdoors. Um, but then I would say also, even if you're not trying to go full time and do van life or RV, there's a lot of ways you can get outside and get outdoors and just enjoy nature that are really accessible. I think especially for women and especially for black women, the whole outdoor scene can feel really exclusive and it can feel really inaccessible if you've never done it before. But there are a lot of group trips. There are a lot of group hikes you can join. You can just grab a friend and try a beginner hike in your area and just get outside. And I think that's just a great way to get into it. Um, hiking doesn't have to be a 10 mile hike through a mountain, you know, it's just like getting outside and doing a couple miles with your dog and your friend can kind of like get your feet wet into it. And then eventually maybe you want to take friends camping in the summer. I've done that a couple of times too. It's really fun. So I would say it doesn't have to be, you don't have to move into a van and live in it for a year for full time to enjoy the outdoors, but just starting small and making sure that you know what you're doing, you know where you are, someone else knows where you are and you have a backup plan and some safety tools. Yeah, great. Um, so what's for the future for you ladies? What are you looking forward to doing next? What's coming up and how people can follow you, keep up with you, get in touch and so forth and so on. I'll start with you, Toyin. Okay, so, um, well, the best way to stay in contact and check out um, even my journey is on outdoorsyblackwomen.com. Uh, we have the social network at outdoorsyblackwomen.com, but it's also available on app in the iOS um, app store and the Google Play store. It is free to join. So that's probably the best way to reach me there. Um, in terms of what's coming up, we have, again, Wine and Waterfalls weekend. That is also going to be an, an, an annual event. So the goal is to do it in other locations for anybody who missed it this time around. Um, we have um, Twerk and Trails, which is coming in July. Did I hear Twerk and Trails? You did. Twerk and Trails is coming in July. Um, <laughs> July 30th, that's going to be in Atlanta. But I'm sure at some point we'll probably take that to other places. And in August, we have Sips and Saddles. Wait, wait, wait. you can't just call it Twerk and Trails and not give what's the twerk of the trail. Oh, <laughs> We're going to be hitting the trail and getting a hike in. But we also have a 
twerk fitness instructor coming out okay. to do some twerking with us. And I mean, most times when people go on trails, they're listening, they may put their headphones in. So it's, you know, now you just twerk and go on the trail at the same time. So no, that's going to be fun. I just saw on social media very quickly this morning about um, a girl that was arrested in Russia for twerking at a W2, um, not W2, World War II um, monument because it's like, and I was just like, why would you? But she didn't know, allegedly, she didn't yeah. know what it stood for. But still, it's like, that's what I was like, wait. No, we don't know what y'all doing in these so national parks having a good old time. That you said that because I like looking at locations, like there's this really fun trail that I love that happens to have ruins. And we're like, yeah, we're not doing any twerking okay. in nobody's ruins. So like, no, it's about being respectful of the land. And even though we will be twerking, we're going to have a way to make sure there's not noise pollution because you still want to keep um, the serenity of the space. So uh, there, we're still working on how to get that together, but it's going to be fun. Yeah, headphones and playlist. Yeah, I that's exactly what I was thinking. Is, beach, yeah, like yeah. maybe like like how they have those silent parties, something along mm -hmm. that that line. That way we can keep it. We're not disturbing anybody else that wants to to be on that trail they're probably gonna think like why are all of these black women out here twerking but no they're probably gonna be one of those, like, um what is it called those little dance thing i can't think of it they they were doing it a lot for like proposals or oh like, i remember what you mean the um the flash mobs they, they might go. think we're a big old flash mob just dancing but twerk and yeah. is gonna be fun i'm i'm really looking forward to that it is in july and as i said we're gonna continue to have classes and tubing horseback riding so much more we're also and i do want to put this out there we are bringing on chapter ambassadors so we'll have ambassadors for each state uh the application is live there that is going to make it so that we can get outdoor activities and that sisterhood um to different women all over the united states and then hopefully globally at some point for outdoorsy black women. Um, so much fun because brownies shouldn't stop at 13 or 14 or Girl Scouts, whatever. <laughs> um, so Claudia, how about for you? What do you have coming up next? Um, and how can everyone follow you as well? Um, you can stay updated on my Instagram. I post on there. I don't know if you can post it, but it's just at Claudia Bennett with an extra T. And uh, I'll be posting more. I'll just, I'm, I'm done full-time traveling. So I'm going to be back in Los Angeles, but I'm still going to be doing a lot of outdoor activities and stuff and posting on there. So keep up with me there. It's been great. Now, is there anything else you got, you ladies want to share before we head out? Because I want to be considerate of your time to make sure you go out and enjoy the outdoors for <laughs> Earth Day. <laughs> um, oh, I, I do want to just point this out, and it's just kind of to build on what Claudia said. You know, being in the outdoors doesn't have to be, like, the traditional way. Like, so even if, if you like gardening that is outdoorsy, if you want to go for a walk in your park or you like outdoor festivals and concerts, you're still getting that fresh air. You know what I mean? So I don't want anybody to feel like uh, when they hear the term outdoorsy, it's not for them. At the end of the day, like historically, Black people have been outside. Um, <laughs> we were some of the first um, state park rangers uh, with the Buffalo Soldiers. They were actually some of the first national park rangers. So like we've been out here, we have a history with it. And I know the history hasn't always been positive, but just know that we, we do belong outdoors. And, you know, there are spaces and different communities out there that can help with facilitating 
you getting more and more in the outdoor world. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Cause I was like, is there a green book available? So I know where to go, but now I know I could just join your app, which I already have. We and we have a directory on there. So like in the outdoorsy black women community, there is a directory which lists like the black owned campgrounds and so much more. So. Oh, great. So how about you, Claudia, anything you would like to share before we head off to celebrate Earth Day? Yeah, I would just second all of that and say, don't be afraid to get out there. It's fun. Um, and yeah, I think, I think it's really helpful too. I noticed a huge difference in my mental health being outside a lot more and just being in nature, being in the sun. So yeah. Especially getting that extra vitamin D, which us melanin people sometimes are deprived of. So I'm glad you brought that up as well. Yeah. Just getting outdoors. So on that note, thank you all for joining me today on the eSpot with Camille. And everyone out there, make sure you follow these ladies because you don't want to miss out on all their beautiful um, pictures, but also different events that you can possibly join as well with outdoorsy black women. So make sure you tune out, um, tune out, tune in to CamilleCoward.com as, as much as possible. See, I keep thinking, go out, go out, but no, you need to tune in to CamilleCoward.com. So you make sure you see next week's show. Cause I'll have Jennifer Farrell from, all the amazing homes. She's going to be sharing great ways to have sustainable furniture and furnishings inside of your house, different ways to make your house also um, eco-friendly. And of course, her journey becoming an interior designer. And then Friday, I will have my spa lady, my nurse, the lady that um, took away my Botox virginity. She's going to be on next Friday and that will be the season finale for season four. So thank you so much for joining. Make sure you share this with your friends so they too can learn how to be outdoorsy and have fun in the nomad life. All right. Thanks again for joining me and everybody have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye thank everybody. You. Bye bye.